0: You both- Brave New Radio. Yep, and I'm your professor David Kirk Philp, and we're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good, everybody listens. It's so good, everybody. Everybody likes the show. It's so amazing. Yay! Yeah, I always listen. So, Doctor Esteban. Yes. Should we talk about Ashley Weltner, who is our engineer yes, extraordinaire? Yes, she's our engineer. Ashley Weltner, been engineer extraordinaire. Been a, been a great year. Ooh, year and, and, a and a half. Yeah, she has. Or has she been a full? uh Did Junior. you do it? Yeah. She did last spring is when you started. Right, one and, so and it's a half years. One and a half years, and Three we have semesters. her for two more years. We have her for uh, four more semesters. So Boy. at the end, there will be tears on her end when she's yes. done. Not on our, our end, because we're men, hashtag no crying right. on radio. <laughs> but it's good to have her here so far. So, Marconi, we are talking about music biz 101 and more. We have a student co-host who eventually will be here. We've been listening to the OJs. The song is called... For the love of moolah. That's yes, right. That's right. You want to, um, if I'm talking to the listeners now, you want to go to musicbiz101wp.com, sign up for that newsletter, make your life better. You know, two things that I've uploaded onto our website over the last two weeks have been reposted on Hypebot. Wow. Yes. So something about the Music Modernization Act mm-hmm. that I think we talked about briefly last, we were going to talk about briefly last week, but then Jonathan Kane of journey called and ruined everything <laughs> and um so we may talk with a lawyer about that not tonight but in the future but tonight we have salim yes salim who's a uh, either either evp or svp I 300 think, entertainment yes
1: either one
0: uh, three, 300 entertainment uh of a and r and then later on the show we're gonna have jim donio the el presidente mm-hmm. of the music Biz association Busy show. Busy show. Much to do. So follow right. us on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, the book, at MusicBiz101WP. You should also listen to the podcast, iTunes, and SoundCloud, MusicBiz101, and ampersand, for Sandmore. Hey, let's give thanks to the folks at Van Br- Dine Bruno, Inc. and White Hat Management with artists like Charlie Puff, Dave Matthews, and Kith. There's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to VB cpa.com when it's best for you we should also give thanks to christine oi of 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 a wealth manager and president of vey oi wealth management you know christine has helped many professionals at william patterson university to manage their investments and plan out for their retirement if somebody like you is looking for guidance on how to plan for your retirement or if you have questions on anything from investments to portfolio management to insurance and retirement planning, you ought to give Christine a call at Oy, 732 oy, 732-455
1: 1510.
0: 1510. You can also email her Christine at OiVayWealth.com. Yes. V is with a V-A-Y.
1: And leave the last OI off the
0: service. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Let's say we want to remind people that managing your band 6th edition is out and you should love it You should buy it, but we won't tell you a price, right? Ashley, we can't talk about money Is the song for the love of money is on and the program all about making money in the business The music business is on and let's but we won't do that go to music biz 2018 The week of May 14th. We are going on May 13th Sunday, May 13th and our student co-host Dominique Taylor has just walked in. She's going to find her way over to. She's going to look out for my large yes. stomach. Get out, that out of the way. Get over to her microphone. It's um, in this studio. You should know we use macrophones, not microphones, because they're extra large. Because Marconi has a lot more to say. The phone is ringing. Mm-hmm. So as we see that Dominique uh, speak into the microphone. How are you doing, Dominique? I'm good. What is you? What do you do here at William Patterson the University?
2: Graduate student
0: going for my master's in business music management. That is it. It's not music management, is it, Dr. Marconi? Music and entertainment management. That's right. We have changed it up on you. All right. Everything's different. You, actually, you have to start again and give us more money. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and you can start. There's some money that you can pay Marconi and I under the table. We won't tell anybody about that. And then you can do extra enrollment. And we right. appreciate the uh, support here. Thank you, Dominique. Dominique, we have. You're from Patterson. And you pretty much i have had you in a couple classes. You know everything there is to know about the sort of North Jersey Patterson hip hop scene, correct? Yes. And that's why it's that's why we asked to have you on because of our guest Salim. Is is Saleem on? Salim, Salim, are you there? Uh, uh, hey, how's it going? Hey, this All is right. this is Professor David Kirk Philp and your your good friend Doctor Esteban Marconi. We yeah, are yeah. both here for you.
3: Hey, how's it going, guys? How are
0: you feeling? All right. Yeah, we got Dominique Glad here. To
3: be here tonight.
0: Excellent. We have Dominique Taylor, who is our student co-host. We chose her because she knows so much about hip hop, and she and you might be able to have a really good conversation at some point during this con this uh, <laughs> this show. How do we say your last name, Salim?
3: Uh, Boab, Booab. Either way works. How are you doing, Dominique? Hi.
1: <laughs> D- All right. <laughs> good job, <laughs> D- Dominique. A lot of dead air. Yeah. So, So. Uh, Celine, I know we're short on time, so we want to jump right in, and uh, yeah. just have to congratulate the entire three hundred Entertainment Company. I mean, for the your batting average and the number of hits and the variety of acts and the um, just the the way you do business is, um, as was explained to us by Mark Robinson last week in a, a seminar, is just uh, really forward thinking and not the same old same old record company jargon and uh is that as an independent you have some great acts of course is that one of your selling points when you uh when you get to see them after you you know you hear about them and then you go out and you uh of course maybe want to sign them and uh, is it part of the pitch that you're just you guys are you know have sure. it together and so on
3: Well, I think uh, part of it, we're very, very selective. Um, We don't just look at numbers. We pay pay attention to all numbers of everything going on. But one, ultimately, it comes down to the music. And two, it's something that's got to fit our brand. Mm -hmm. And we'll see stuff with numbers, and we know what it'll do for the sales or whatnot, but we want to make sure it fits. So we're extremely selective um, about who we choose to partner up with and if they're the right partner and if it makes sense for both sides. But... Yeah, it's uh, you know we want to make sure that we're not the, the label who signs thirty acts mm-hmm. and just throws them at the wall. We when we sign an act, whether it's just starting and it's a very minimal following at that point, or it has some substance already, we we want to um, you know we want to cater and put our, our you know three hundred percent behind it. And I think when we go to the next artist, you know, once we sign them, we like to show, hey, we don't have a roster of. 50 guys sitting on the shelf. There's, there's no shelf sitting over here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of, hey, we want to go dig in, build them from the ground up, and every artist is different. It's not, it's not a cookie-cutter mold where we just plug them in, and this is the routine, this is what we do, go after radio, go do this, go do that. No, everyone's different, and it's a different day. So we're, we definitely pride ourselves on that.
1: Mm-hmm. And the uh, what gets me, too, is the variety of genres that it's uh, yep. normally a label your size would be, well, we are a hip-hop label, we are a country label, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, you guys are very really stuck your neck out in terms of uh, getting a variety in the, on the roster.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've done extremely well, uh, Urban and our um, rock one We have a, a group that's been nominated for Grammys um, the past few years, a uh, rock group called Highly Suspect. Mm-hmm. We've had success in pop music with uh, a group called Cheat um, and we have a lot of new stuff coming, but absolutely, we're not one-dimensional.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me ask you um, as as an A and R person, because I think a lot of people who are listening to this show either think they want think they can be an A and R person, or they think they should be signed by you. The second, could you kind of explain the process of uh, and how long it may take to sign an act to- in, for you?
3: For me signing that, uh, like yeah. that goes back to um, you know finding the right partner but when I sign something you know I, I take my time to developing I you know I meet yeah, I really want to get to know them I want them to know me and I want to know them as much as possible so I know exactly what I want to do with them when I'm signing an artist I don't you know it, it's not something where I just want to all right, I I see you have a great record but I don't know who you are and I don't know what to do with you because as I know a normal person, it's our vision that we're spreading to the company. You got to spread it to every single department and tell them how you want this to work. And if you don't really know them and know everything about them, and they don't know you and trust you, it's it, it doesn't usually work. Uh, you know, the the outcome is usually not successful. So, you know, uh, for for me, it's really you know spending the time with the artists, really getting to know them, and, and you know building that relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do most of the artists you sign have management?
3: Yes, yeah, mostly, mostly. If, if they don't, we want to, you know, we'll recommend them a bunch of people and see if it makes sense. But, yeah, for the most part, they have some type of team. Some are very inexperienced. Some are, are overly experienced. The, the inexperienced ones, we tell them we want them to join us in all our meetings about other artists so they see how we work, so they, um, mm-hmm. you know, get an understanding of how the business works. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll invite them about a meeting about a totally separate artist just so they can learn and, and get an understanding because they're the ones working with with that act. We want them. We want to train them to be the next entrepreneur. You know, we look at each artist and their team as partners. So we want to grow them. The more successful, the more experienced they are, it's more beneficial for the artist and for us as a company.
0: And when you talk about the vision, that you're spreading to the label is that also if if you have a manager who's a little bit more experienced and also has their own vision, you guys are putting your heads together in conjunction with the artist and and agreeing agreeing on a process and sort of the vision of where it's going to go in terms of the label and how you guys are going to work it.
3: Oh, absolutely, we come together and you know there's, it's it's push and pull too. We we want to come around and make sure you know if it's if it's a newer management. We're going to tell, tell you, hey, we have the experience in doing what we do, but we're not going to say this is how it has to go. We want to use your innovative and new ideas. But being in the business as us as a team, certain executives have been in the business, you know, however long, 20 years or whatnot. So we're going to provide the information, and it's up to our partner to, if they want to take it or if they come, maybe they have something new. Like, we're open. We're, you know, we're not the old-school model where it just has to be this is how it goes step by step by step. So we're we're listening. We'll take those ideas. And, and if it makes sense, we're all for it. If it doesn't make sense, we'll still try it and, you know, uh, trial and error uh, to to show where it goes. But at the same time, we're going to provide our knowledge and our experience to let them know, our partners know, that this is the right move or not the right move, uh, how we feel.
1: And and the, you guys as executives came uh, from major labels. I mean, Warners and Def Jam and so on. So I guess you sort of started to, uh, in talking with each other, uh, with each other, finding out sort of um, what you guys don't want to do as much as what you want to do.
3: Exactly. And, and a lot of us do have uh, experiences, you know, some of the senior execs, but then there's, there's a lot of new employees that are learning the business as they go, and this is their first company that we're with, and it's up to the more experienced people who have traveled a little bit to really pass that down and teach them. And, and a lot of the, the newer people have different ideas and newer ideas that,
4: mm-hmm. that we like, and
0: we will take that on. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you mentioned earlier, um, you, know, you take your time to really get to know an artist. What are as you're taking that time and talk about sort of how long that, I'm sure it varies case by case, but talk about, sort of about how long that is. And what are the characteristics characteristics of an artist that you're actually, looking for or getting a feel for and what are some of the red flags that sometimes say, I want to, you know, pull away.
3: I, I think some of the stuff that, I mean, what me personally, what I've always looked for is, is you know, something unique, something different, a, a different sound, something, you know, I, I don't like what's been out there. each act that I find is, is totally different from, from something else that I've worked with. Um, I like to find that originality, like, I, you know, something different. And, um, you know, I, I don't think there's one mold to say this is exactly what I'm. this not one. Like I'm open. I love going to different markets across the country and, and getting a feel and getting an understanding of, of what their culture is, and and seeing if I can be helpful and beneficial for the uh, for the artists in spreading that uh, nationally and hopefully internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Part two of the question was,
0: what, um, what are some of the red flags? You're spending time with the artist and certain things uh, pop up and you start to, and your gut starting to tell you, I don't know if I actually want to do uh, this. What, what, me, me, personally,
3: I don't like when they're worried about what, well, this, what's going on with that artist or what's going on with that. Can mm. I get this? Can I get that? It's like, to, nah, I want to build you. I want to build you, your own lane. Uh, you know, when we start worrying about other things and you start making music that sounds like other artists that are doing mm. what they're doing. Mm. That's, that's something that, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't really like the artists that are following. I like them to be stars in their own right and make their own way.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that what you saw in Fetty since we, were, we brought him up? Yeah,
3: we're, yeah. with Fetty, um, uh, one of my partners who, who came an intern for me is um, uh, a guy named Orlando. He brought me Fetty very early. Um, it was, you know, minimal views on YouTube, not much going on. And he, brought, he played me the video, and I was like, this is dope what's what's going on what's what's up with the eye um i know you know i didn't know how to take it like how did this happen what, what was the story
4: mm-hmm. and
3: then he's like listen just just vibe with a chill with it and then i heard more records i was like this is really good mm-hmm. and then i was like bring him into the office so he brought him in and that's when i saw wait this the eye thing is one thing but i forgot about the eye thing And i saw him and i was like this is this guy's really real and he's really down to earth and he really gets it and he's mm-hmm. really making amazing music and he had numerous records. Uh, most of those records that were his were already existing. He already put out at that time. And it, it just you know he was he was something special. You could just get it. Like I, I wasn't talking about his eye. Like five minutes after I was meeting with him, it was like, "All right, it's not even about that. This is about the talent. This is about someone who's unique and who's hungry for it."
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: that was that was definitely uh, you know the reason why we moved forward. And and you know definitely had a lot of success with Fetty, and we we'll continue to
0: build. Mm-hmm. Dominique, you know Fetty, yes, right. What What do you know about Fetty, and what, why do you think uh, he's been so successful?
2: Um, well, we grew up together. We used to be around each other in the same area, and he always was into his music, like always. He always was coming on the porch. I got a rap for y'all, and just going and showing out. And that the Trap Queen video was one of both of our mutual friends threw a cookout, and I was having my graduation celebration that same day and didn't know that was even happening. Didn't even know, um, I believe that was, I want to say that was Cherry Martinez that came out that day with um, Knit. So it was mm-hmm. it's, it's great to see somebody from my hometown like make it and make it big and make that difference to show that Patterson has a lot of talent, whether it's rapping, singing, dancing. There's a lot of talent in Patterson.
1: Yeah, so you you noticed. I mean, you well, saw his. Well, passion.
2: What, I, what I'd like to add on quickly on that, yeah. which um, you mentioned,
3: Ned and RGF. Those those were partners that that you know it was it was one of their first artists that they were breaking, but at the same mm-hmm. time they were doing something. They were very innovative. Mm-hmm. Ned was very aggressive with social media, where you know a lot of people it's it's common now. At that time, he was he was all over Facebook and Instagram. Uh, retweet and re-everything re- with yep, Fetty, SoundCloud. with the Drap community video mm-hmm. specifically, and that really, that was something that I think was a huge factor to get the awareness for Fetty, and mm-hmm. that's something that we saw and we embraced him doing that, and we thought that we wanted to put him on the platform as well. That mm-hmm. so was definitely yeah. important. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you saw that, Dominique, on through that rise of, of Oh, yeah,
2: uh, he has a uh, great Al- uh, team behind him. He has a great team behind him. Yeah, they all for him, they push him, and then as so as they bringing other people along like Monty and um, Tapia, like they they pushing yeah, forward tap- and bringing and bringing more artists party, out of Patterson, they, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the whole the mm-hmm. family. So,
0: mm-hmm. Salim, when somebody comes out of a market, let's say Patterson, because when I was growing up in the uh, in the in the 80s, um, radio wasn't all about. Uh, big corporations owning every, you know, three corporations owning almost every radio station in the country. There was a lot more regional uh, diversity in terms of what was played on the radio. And uh, with, with the way you have access to SoundCloud and access to anything now for 10 bucks a month, for example, um, when something comes out of Patterson, do you start saying, OK, I'm going to start drilling down and, and looking at that region because maybe there is more there that's sort of it's an untapped market?
3: Oh, absolutely. There's there's movement. I mean, I'm looking for talent everywhere. But yeah, with, with that, absolutely, with Fetty um, opening that door, I was definitely looking around. Uh, there's RGF had a lot of artists also, but all throughout Patterson and Jersey, it opened it up and definitely made me more into it. Not that I was blinded to it before. It just that opened it and it opened my eyes in that in that way. And you also realize, all right, this is a cultural movement. Mm-hmm. So it's something mm-hmm. that's, that's more, you know, see where else, what, what else is in the water out there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We, ha- we Dominic's going to read a tweet to you, and I'm sure you get this kind of thing a lot. So I, I asked her to read it so that you can kind of talk about what you do in these situations.
2: Okay, this tweet is from Twink the God. Hopefully I said it right. I don't want to say <laughs> Um He asks, how can we get a label meeting with the A&R, well, with you, <laughs> And he thinks that their content looks like your roster, and it's and it's similar.
3: I mean, and uh, and I'm sure you know. At the end of the day, I, as far as meeting, I'm I'm always down to meet, and I'll, I'll uh, shoot my email afterwards, and I'll give it, and you guys can contact them. I'm definitely down to meet. Um, as as a standard thing, you do hear that a lot. You do hear like, yeah, I feel like my music and my team's music is is. Um, you know, can stand up against your roster or any of the rosters of the labels, any major label or independent mm-hmm. label, and and that's good because you believe in yourself. But at the same time, if if you're putting in the work, you're making that great music, and getting out there somewhat, it'll shine. I feel like cream always rises to the top, so it'll definitely shine. But at the same time, and I'm not talking about him specifically, and I'd be down to me and Dominique if you recommend him, I'm I'm all there. But uh, yeah. I have somebody honest, that I can like, recommend. You know, the cream's <laughs> going to rise to the top.
2: Um, I have another question from Mariella. She asks, "What advice do you have for building a, a brand and a fan base?" Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I, uh, for me, building the brand, it's uh, we talked about Patterson. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I'd be so aggressive in your home market, whether it's Patterson, whether it's Houston, Texas, or wherever it is. I'd be. <clears throat> so embedded in in building that to secure your home turf. Once you get the home turf, I would start spreading it to to city by city. And by getting the home turf is working every, every single outlet you can, every lifestyle store being outside, um, working the streets, putting out music, putting out content. Obviously the internet is, is, you know, it's, it's an ocean, but at the same time, it's, it's something that you could really focus on working in the SoundCloud. But you know, you got to start at home. You got to start and build it. I, I not I don't like signing artists when they say, "Okay, I I'm, I'm from Baltimore, but everyone knows me in Atlanta. No one knows me in Baltimore." I'd be like, "Well, uh. that's a problem. We got to get your hometown because how are we gonna break? Because Atlanta's gonna, you know, the people in Atlanta are always gonna be making the calls. Well, we heard about this guy, such and such, and no, you know, no one in your hometown knows it. So, you know, to me, it's it's building that that home base and. and Writing it from there, mm-hmm. putting that work in there.
2: Um, I have another question from Perk, Mentali- Perk Mentality. Um, he asks, "Do you find the role of of A and R is becoming more digital in the sense that SoundCloud plays may be overshadowing a live show experience?"
3: Um, you'll you get you see a lot of the artists that that get these numbers and they get deals and then you go to their first performance and. Yeah, it's uh, most of the time it's pretty awful because they have no experience and they mm-hmm. they got to train with that. But I I I definitely support the SoundCloud audience. They're getting hurt. they're being aggressive. They found their own path. If they found their own path, I definitely love that they're doing that. But the only thing I'd say is, hey, be ready. Yeah, you know, start working on your shows. Don't just think anyone could just grab a mic and walk onto stage. Next, you know, right after you have some success on SoundCloud or on the internet or, or whatnot, make sure it's parallel with the, you know everything that you're doing. You see that rising? Go get go get support. We put we put um, all our big artists. We have them trained with with um, big big artists that are touring. We want them to learn. We want them to be on the same page. So I, I think it's it's definitely important to to really work on your craft from every angle, not just be happy. Like all right, I got this, and I'm just going to do a show. No, when you do a show, you want to make sure if someone paid five dollars to come see the show, they're going to feel like they paid twenty five when they left. So,
1: mm Hmm. We many times in class, um, a student will have submitted something somewhere and they the A&R would say to them, quote unquote, uh, that's great. I want to hear more. And we usually tell them when they say that, it's usually they're being polite to tell you that you're just either not ready or you're really not that good. But they just don't know how to say that. Do you ever say that and really sort of mean it? that come back to me, keep doing what you're doing and you're only 17 or whatever, but in two years, I want to hear you again.
3: It it depends. I mean, if it, if it is a younger artist and I want to hear, you know, when, when I say that, I ask them to, to check in with me weekly to tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. And when, when some people just say, yeah, it's just, you know, come back to me later or whatnot. No, right. I mean, if, if I want something, I'm going to be aggressive to go, Go spend a lot of time with them and, and really learn who they are and be about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, it, it shows that it's not a priority. It shows that it's not urgent. Um, so you know, it, it's it, each person is different, but I'd say that that means just keep building. I wouldn't. I, I'm a big fan of of going out there, showing, improving, and win for people to call. Mm-hmm. When you keep sending, you know, you want people to wear. You want to make sure, hey, all good. Samina put it. I wouldn't harass people if, if you go out there and work and really show that you can make a difference
4: mm-hmm. one
3: way or another, it's you're going to get hurt um so when when I, when people say, "Hey, you know keep keep doing what you're doing, and then you know I'll check back in, it just shows it's not urgent. that means hey, yeah you keep, you keep going yeah,
1: so recently, uh what's the longest you've spent with uh artist development before you've released something but you saw something in that artist?
3: Uh, we. I mean, we have artists now that we've signed over a year ago or, or a year and a half. Well, I have artists. That's that's. I put out an album three years ago, and they've been doing a lot of shows and, and growing. And we're finally going to put out their sophomore album. Mm-hmm. And they're still they're still growing. They're still new, but it's something that I just am so passionate about, and I believe that it's there. It's actually a, a group, uh, a band, uh, a urban band. I'd say similar in the mold of the roots, but they have their own individuality. And that's it's just something that I feel like, you know, this this is special and it's worth me putting in my time and and, and our our resources to help build this. Mm-hmm. So each one is different. I mean I've some acts that, that a part of the development is let's just put out mixtapes to get content out there and be heard, but we're not putting the emphasis in the sense that, oh, we gotta make a lot of money on this or this, that. No, we just wanna be heard. Mm-hmm. we'll get to that point where where we're building and selling and and streaming and all that but and mm-hmm. this okay. like that we want to be heard
0: i know you only have about 3 minutes left before you need to run talk about playlists the importance of unsigned artists getting on to playlists does that matter a lot to you or you don't really care where they are if they're if they aren't on rap caviar or even a you know a tertiary you know two playlists below. So that. For,
3: for an unsigned artist to get playlists, yeah, that means a lot. I mean, you know, we go through all the playlists, we listen to make sure and see what it is, but we also we figure out like, okay, that person's just cool with that. You want to you want to make it there for your music. Not, you know, obviously you got to work your relationships, and it's super important to get out there. And regardless, if you get the play, you know, if you get the playlist, it means you're going to stream more, so you're going to get more income for yourself. So uh, it's something that you do want to be aggressive with. Um, but it, for me, it's not, oh, that artist has no playlist. There's nothing there. No. I mean, ultimately, the music. If, I'm not I'm not letting the curators of the playlist dictate of, oh, that means I have to sign them because uh, the curator was being a or No. But it, it definitely, you want to show your hustle and work to get on there. And you're going to stream and make some money on mm-hmm. the fact that. And Get heard more, so you know it's definitely more visuality. But at the same time, it's not the really end all be all. I would definitely work towards that. But at the same time, if you're not getting plays, doesn't mean you can't get heard. But that that is an advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you sign an artist. Um, you you agree with uh, with a vision with the artist and the manager, um, and then you're doing the artist development. So you're actively. Are you, at that point are you hooking them up depending upon the artist with with producers or with other writers um, do you usually do you have a budget given to you before you sign the artist or I, I guess the budget question is sort of you, different
3: you, usually in the uh, in the contract there's already a set budget uh, mm-hmm. when you do the deal of what your recording funds are me what, what I like to do is I like to take you know I work with a lot of artists so I take a you know I take a trip to Atlanta I think i get three studio rooms. I'd bring you know, put each artist in each room, and then I'd bring about twenty producers when I'm in Atlanta. A lot of them are, are located down there, which is why I go down there that that I like, and I'd bring them all to the room, and then I open the door and I you know say, "Hey, this guy's here ready to work or or this one." And then sometimes the artists want to collaborate within themselves with one of those producers. Some are just want to focus on their own stuff and want to keep switching out producer by producer to see which sound they like. But I like, I definitely like to provide the producers that, you know, for them that I feel like is the right direction. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, some artists that keep that I feel are so talented, but they, they are so into the producer that they're working with. But then when they make records with other producers, it sounds a lot bigger as opposed to just staying with what you're comfortable with.
0: When you're signing an artist, are yeah. you, are you working, uh, are you involved with, how, how involved are you when it comes to the contractual terms when you're signing an artist? I'm I'm very involved.
3: I mean, I learned, I learned. Um, you know, I've been in the business for a while, but I learned when I was at Asylum. I think that was like 2006. It was under a, a label under Warner Music Group. I, that's where I got. I started my own label, which it was called Unauthorized Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, I started that, but I was still new. It was one of those. Hey, I was A or at Def Jam. Before then, they're like, Hey, go. You know, we want to give you your own label. I was like, Cool. Did I know shit about running my own label at that point? No, I knew what A&R was. That was about it. So I kind of fell deep in where I was like, all right, I got to learn this as I go. But fortunately, I became friend, very close friends with Mark Robinson, who you guys uh, were with uh, last week or the past couple weeks. Yeah. And he was a lawyer. We became close friends. And I'd sit in his office and watch him and really learn how he did the deals. And that was a huge aspect for me to really get an understanding that, okay, now I could go do deals myself and I could now, you know, if a deal comes in here, or an artist comes in here and says what I want, me and Mark can have a, a straight conversation, and it's not you know we both understand all the details. It's to me as a no, I think it's important to really know all those terms, and then you can start really doing deals. Now, you know, for my own label, I'll go work out the main terms just on my own, and you know, and go from there. So mm-hmm. definitely very involved. Like I know pretty much all points of, of all my artist deals. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's eight thirty one.
3: Yeah, we got to... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll spend a couple minutes
0: more. Okay. Well, we have about probably two minutes because then we we uh, didn't hire. We asked somebody else to call at 835 so we can get you... Okay. You okay. Want, how about a good... Fun, <laughs> oh, I, I'm good. One
2: yeah. more question for you. One more question for you. Um, this is from Gideon. He asks, how does your label, Unauthorized Entertainment, fit into 300 Entertainment as a whole? Is your label promoting a specific type of artist that 300 Entertainment is interested in, what does it mean to have a label within 300 or more broadly any label?
3: No, uh, I mean, my, my label, I love it. I'm exclusive with 300 other than the stuff that I signed prior to me doing the deal with 300. So, you know, I like it. There's no, you know, it's still me. It's just making sense of what fits my brand. Um, some stuff, that I feel like, all right, you know what, I'm going to put this on 300 Direct because um, it fits or, or it's a little outside of what i've done or whatnot um and then some stuff i you know i like i like developing developing artists i like really building on on new artists i love breaking artists it's my favorite part of the business it's, there's no better feeling so i, I like really spending the time and, and signing stuff early and taking my time with that
0: mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. i think we need to leave it at that yeah we'd like to have him back sometime <clears throat> yeah we would this love to great. have you uh sometime
3: Cool. You live cool, in New cool, Jersey. Cool. Great talking to you guys, and I appreciate you guys for having me. This was uh, this was fun, and, you know, hopefully next time, you know, I'll be there in and, 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 and person, and we and can build more.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah, we will do that. That's good.
2: Talk so, about a face with a name.
0: Actually, in person. Yeah, actually. So, Salim, I'm going to butcher your last name. Bob. Bob. Cool. You got it. You you got got it. <laughs> You're being nice. But Celine, it.
1: Mark wouldn't even give us your last name.
0: Mark just said, S- just call him <laughs> Celine. Just call him <laughs> Celine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. Big yeah. thank Mark. you. Celine, I can just call you. All right, talk to you care. soon. Thanks. Right. Bye. Bye.
3: All right. Bye bye.
0: Bye. Well, that was very nice. What a nice young man he was, Doctor. Yes.
1: Younger than you, too. Yes. Oh. He knows a
0: thing or two about oh, the face. No
1: did we catch the uh, No,
0: he said a bad word so we apologize yeah. to the uh, fcc yes. we apologize to the university of william patterson we apologize uh, to the gravesite of william patterson himself which is i believe in patterson new jersey possibly i don't know no, we have, we have I don't uh, I don't uh, and that. our next phone is ringing thank heavens God. that we got off just in time with salim because our friend jim donio president of the music biz caller association two. <laughs> that's right uh, he's calling in. Ashley is making sure she's doing some heavy vetting right now. What? It's really loud. I can't hear She's saying I'm talking too loud, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yes. it's, it's whisper time. This is the whisper period on Brave New Radio. <laughs> For the next seven hours, it'll be like NPR circa 1989. Was that yeah. him? He's got a call again. He has to call, it. A call What was wrong with the first time he called? I'm getting nothing. Maybe it's you. You're being rude to the guests. hosts. You're probably being rude to the guests. So who is this calling in? The um, uh, James Donio, President, Music Business Association. The Music Biz Association's annual convention takes place uh, next week, which is the year of our Lord, 2018, May 14th through the 17th.
1: Are we doing anything as we're Music Biz One-on-One?
0: We are gonna be there. And we're bringing grad students, undergrad students, and is he good? And uh, we're going to interview all sorts of folk out there, Mm -hmm. and I will bring them up as uh, Jim Donio. Jim Donio, Jim Donio, are you there? I am here. Yes! Woo, Jim and Donio. It's good to have you, sir. Yes, in such a busy time. I am here. I am barely here, but I'm here. God, are you down there yet?
5: No, I'm... Literally in the middle of packing. So when I got the email from, from Dave today asking me to join, I said, Oh, what should I do? Should I do the <laughs> Music Biz 101 radio show or should I pack for Music Biz 2018 in Nashville? And you can obviously see which one. So, right. Um, the packing will happen after. So, the packing will happen after. Yeah, we, we leave. I leave at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning for the first of nine, nine days in Nashville. We're, we're there like four days before the start doing meetings and actually doing some stuff with the hotel for next year already
4: mm-hmm. and
5: a few other things because uh, you know, we'll we be announcing something very big and exciting hopefully on Friday that we will be finalizing the plans for um, at the hotel, and uh, what can how can I tease this? So uh, it's it's uh, two superstars ah. that we haven't announced yet, two superstars that will be joining the festivities, joining the program, and it's like super, super, super exciting. One of them, someone i've met a few times before and i'll give a little more i'll say she she is just like one of my all-time favorites she's amazing 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 Mm
4: -hmm. and the
5: other person she uh, i have not met before but she's someone that i admire and who has um, just done extraordinary things so the people who are coming uh, particularly the um, young women who are um, you know, looking for inspiration and information and insights into you know, building their career paths. These two are like they're the top of the pyramid in terms of opportunities to sort of hear about um, you know, songwriting and performing and running a business and producing and um, singing, like, playing instrument, Like, these two have done, like, everything. So mm-hmm. I can't believe we scored these two, like, amazing, amazing women. So that will be announced on Friday. Um, but in the meantime, there's just, I mean, as though the program wasn't big enough, this is our biggest program ever. Mm-hmm. We have over 350 Speakers, which is crazy. Remarkable, uh, yeah. Um, 150, more than 150 sessions. So it is the biggest program ever. Uh, last year we broke the record for attendance of the past uh, 15 years. So this one will top last year. So we'll go one better. So 16, 16 years. Great. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's been really just like crazy, crazy insane on um, these past couple of weeks, but it's, I mean, we're going over the program today, uh, you guys are participating, we have, uh, again, this just tremendous academic participation, again, uh, almost 200 um, students and faculty
2: from colleges and
5: universities across the country, mm-hmm. which is Like, amazing that we have that again. So that has just infused the event with uh, a different kind of energy, a different kind of, um, uh, I guess I don't don't know exactly how you would describe it, but the event had, you know, aged. Let's use that phrase. It had aged over time because... Um, you know, a lot of the people who were running the companies started as young people, and, you know, the association went on for decades, and a lot of those people continued. Even if they weren't with the same companies, they continued to come to conference. A lot of those people have moved on in various ways, and so there's a new um, I say generation, but there's just a new um, type of, Participation in the event,
4: mm-hmm. so
5: academia has brought that, and the songwriting community, of course, being in Nashville, has changed the dynamics. <laughs> so we're really we're happy about that. We're really really happy about that, and this is the 60th anniversary. We yes, throw that out there. Yes, 60 years of of um, of the conference. We've kind of switched from saying convention to conference. Conference is kind of more. Um, I think appropriate to our to the time, to the audience, to the constituency that we have um, for mm-hmm. 60 years. Well, we're, we're very... I've literally, literally been there for half of it. Yeah. So I celebrate 30 years at the association ah. this month. So I have spent. Um, literally half of my life. Right. At this organization.
1: Yes. Now we are. Uh... Very happy and thankful for your staff, actually, Nicole and so on, because we have a catch, too. For our radio show and for the students, Uh, Scooter Braun has agreed to do 30 minutes with us.
5: Yeah, that's just... I heard about that today. Yes. I knew that it was an ask, but I didn't know it had been accepted. Right. That's that's really extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... We were thrilled um, with the initial ask, which was, um, you know, we wanted to give him our uh, humanitarian award sure. for many, many things, but particularly for the last um, 12 months of what he's done in terms of raising funds after the horrific, um, you know, bomb blast at the end of Ariana Grande, who's his client, her concert, the bombing and explosions in Manchester. Mm-hmm. So they came back uh, and did this incredible concert and then um, did the telethons to benefit uh, from the hurricanes. So, you know, he was always on our radar in terms of um, philanthropy and charity and uh, the vision that he has. So, you know, when you know we decided that we wanted him to be the honoree and... Um, You know, he just said, I am honored, I'm there, and we added a a dimension to it, which we have never done before, Mm -hmm. for him to do a keynote at the luncheon, so we said, okay, like, who should interview him, like, what would be cool, and um, we thought about the 60th anniversary, we thought about the fact that Kerry Sherman was getting our presidential Mm -hmm. award, Mm -hmm. and Hillary Rosen popped into my head, and I said, wow. Hillary, you know, was the CEO of RAA. She moved on to be, go back to being a political strategist, which is what she was doing before she was with RAA. She's -hmm. a commentator on CNN. She has her own firm. But the clincher was, she is a former recipient herself of this humanitarian award. Mm -hmm. That was like all the dots connecting. So I just called her and I said, you know, would you like to do this interview? you know, with Scooter at the luncheon, and she said, yeah, I would love to. So this is, like, uh, amazing. And then for him to, I'm not surprised at all that he is going to do that um, for the students because he is all about giving back. He's all about um, paying it forward. He's all about um, nurturing and inspiring. And so I think it's amazing, great that he's doing it, and I am not surprised because that's the kind of person that he is.
0: And that'll be a podcast and a radio show that we are going to air here over the summer. So everybody listening will be able to take advantage of that. And plus, it's exclusive for William Patterson University students. So we're, as Steve said, extremely grateful for that. I'm sure you will will run it
5: multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because people will will miss it and say, when are you running that again? Because, uh, you know, he is, his story is just, it's just, you know, it's the archetype. It's the, it's the story all, you know, kind of young, aspirational, you know, music, business, um, um, professionals, entrepreneurs. You know, his story is just, just this amazing story of how he, you know, got his start and how the dots connected. And it underscores something that I tell my students uh, in my class uh, at Monmouth is that um, you never know. Where the opportunity will come, you never know who it will come from. You never know in what in what way, shape, form, or fashion it's going to come. It can be someone who's standing behind you in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. It can be someone sitting next to you in the movies. It could be someone that you're serving at a table in a restaurant if you're working in, as a server. It's you, you just don't know, mm-hmm. and you make that connection, and sometimes magic happens. Certainly, it happened you know, for Scooter, and he got opportunities at an age th- that were crazy, that he was, um, you know, having titles in, and jobs that you would not imagine someone of that age would be, you know, rise to that level. But he, you know, you can make your destiny, and he was one of those. He's definitely an example of that. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we're going to be speaking on Monday we're going to be hosting a panel based around the radio show and the podcast that we do, Music Biz 101 and More Live. And that's going to be pretty cool because we're going to have somebody from uh, CSAC, we're going to have somebody from Spotify, somebody from Dream Hotel, yep. who uh, we met strictly through going through the people who are going to be attending Music Biz, which kind of shows that the attendees who go to the show, it's, it's not just artists or it's not just record label executives it's a wide range of people in the industry oh, yeah. who are going can you talk yeah, a little bit I, about that
5: yeah in the industry and outside the industry because it's now important that you know you know people say you need to follow the money so you know where is investment coming from you know, the industry has contracted um, pretty dramatically over you know the last two decades it's almost, you know, 19, 2019 will be 20 years from Napster. So that's pretty crazy. Mm. And so the industry went through contraction. We went through a, um, a recession overall. So the industry is now rebounding. Streaming um, has brought back, you know, growth and health. And so if you follow the money, one of the places that the following that money will take you is clearly going to be to brands and to non endemic kinds of companies. That are really part of the music business. They are aligning themselves. So, I mean, Ford, uh, MasterCard, uh, you know, those kinds of companies, um, Dream Hotels that you mentioned, and, um, you know, a slew of other um, what you would consider to be sort of non traditional companies. They're not what you would first, that's not what you would, would pop into your head. If you think of the music conference, or if you mm-hmm. think of, of the music industry, you wouldn't immediately think of Mastercard, or think of Dream Hotels, or think of Ford. But if you connect the dots, you, it does make sense because mm-hmm. this session, um, one of the sessions, is about you know, high resolution audio, which is being demonstrated in a call that's you know being um, um, you know brought by Ford so that people can listen to what the audio experience can now be in a call. Um, there's a session on the Connected Call, which kind of relates to that as well. Um, there's a brand summit, because artists and labels and other types of companies uh, find opportunities by merging their um, ideas and their um, objectives with brands. So there are brands in fashion and in fragrance and in um um, alcohol you know food and beverage um you know automobiles cosmetics you know you name it you know there there are brands that align themselves with music and artists so yeah so the tent is bigger because we bring that you know we bring that into the tent because it's important to the growth of the business Mm
0: -hmm. and Overall in the business, the IFPI, International Federation of the Phonographic, I always want to say pornographic, but phono, phonographic <laughs> industry, uh, report came out recently, and the industry for, I think, a third year in a row on the recording side is in growth mode, which is excellent, and streaming is well over 50% of the market now, and that's all good for, you know, you mentioned Napster 20 years ago, uh, nearly 20 years, and now here we are back growing, and uh, it's a healthy industry.
5: Yeah, yeah, there's no question that's the dominant dominant model, um, you know, for consumption. And having said that, you know, two weeks ago, we also had the, you know, the biggest record store day in 11 years. And so many of the stores, um, you know, uh, a lot of which are, you know, members of our association and then, of course, stores internationally For a lot of those stores, it wasn't just the biggest day of the week or the month or the year. It was the biggest day for the store, like, ever (laughs) for Hmm. some of those stores. And some of these stores have been around for decades, and this was their biggest sales day, you know, ever. Um, So, you know, Record Store Day pretty much now um, for most of the stores is really second only to, like, I guess a couple of days before Christmas Generally, I mean, if you averaged everything out, uh, it's you know it's become a holiday. So the you know the vinyl business continues to grow year over year. So while the overall industry uh, is posting those gains in the last couple of years, uh, vinyl has grown year over year for the past you know ten or eleven years. So it's it's this you know I've talked about this on the show before. This very interesting dichotomy you know, what would be perceived as sort of opposite ends of a spectrum. You know, at one end is sort of this, um, you know, kind of ephemeral, you you kind of don't own anything, you subscribe. It's, you know, more like cable where it's just like all the music you could hear, and as long as you're paying, you're hearing. And if you stop paying, you stop hearing. <laughs> and at the other end, you still have um, people who will stand in line hours on the third Saturday in April and wait for, you know, a limited classic edition of some particular piece of vinyl that, you know, that they want to own, they want to collect, they want to hold it in their hands, they want to, you know, uh, cherish it as a piece of art. So those, I've been saying for years that, that, that those things can coexist, and they are. They're coexisting. They're both growing. They're coexisting, and together they, you know, are combining to provide excitement, you know, in an industry that continues to evolve and continues to change. And you know, we don't know what the next thing will be, but let's let's enjoy the moment that we're in now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, we should we have just another minute to wrap up. Um, if somebody's either listening live or listening to the podcast and thinking about music biz 2019 or they're thinking about you know they still have a shot and might want to go this year what would be your you know your your two sentence pitch to them why they should go okay.
5: so so the first they need to know that they go to musicbiz.org that's the website to click on the events page and at the top of the website home page and it'll give you all the information about 2018. it's not too late to attend if you can get yourself to nashville it's on May 13th through the 17th. And as I said, 350 speakers, 150 plus sessions, endless networking and meeting opportunities. It's invaluable. It's the whole business. Um, so definitely check it out. And if you can get yourself there, we'd love to have you. Uh, 2019 and 2020. So we are booked for at least two more years in Nashville. Um, we're going to be at a brand new hotel that isn't even open yet. Uh, we're doing our second hard hat tour actually tomorrow <laughs> of the brand new JW Marriott, which uh, is about uh, a block away from the Omni, where we are this year. And we have booked uh, ourselves to be there in 2019 and 2020. So you know, Nashville you know, has been a great home for us, the marriage of Music Biz and Music City, um, you know everyone says it's it's the proverbial match made in heaven so that's where we're going to be we'll be, there a, next, we'll be there next week and we will be there for the next two years
0: well there we go all right well, well. thank you jim don't you know very important because you're going to go back to packing now don't forget underpants <laughs> and socks you're nothing without <laughs> yeah. those you're a different man without Fortunately, those so.
5: virtually <laughs> one of those two things are already in the suitcase but i do need to get the
0: yeah. <laughs> then he went for the underpants first. I'm the same right. way. Yeah All right.
4: Well, very thank good. You.
0: Jim Donio. See you. Yes, we'll Thank will see you. you in a couple of days. Yes, thank you, James good Donio. Luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes. What, a, what a wonderful man he was, Dr. Steve. What a wonderful yes. young man.
1: I could hear those socks going into the uh, suitcase. He's putting his he big, long tube socks you know, yes. from
0: 1984 with the, right. the, the, co- the different colors at the top. With his shorts, Bermuda. Yeah, shorts. His very high short, or the Bermuda shorts at the very high, yes, shorts. Yeah. Yes, I was. <laughs> I gonna, like to.
1: It's going to be hot there, that. Ashley. Yeah, Ashley Welton
0: is going with us. Yes. Upper 80s. We're going on on Sunday. It's going to be 91. I saw on Monday. It's going to be like 90. So, wow. Um, nice. But that's Nashville, Tennessee, it's very different from your temperate climate here and... Well, as long as there's Northern no New tornadoes. Tourist. No, hopefully we won't have any of those, and if there are, then, you know, we just hold hands, walk underneath a, a doorway, and, yeah, and sing sure. mariachi songs, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: I bring up the mariachi because we're nearing the end of the show. How much time do we have, Ashley, before we should, uh, if, oh, you want us to go another four full minutes? no one's on after us. so we have another format so marconi well wow. how about, let's go let's turn our attention back to our student <laughs> Dominique Taylor because Dominique from the Patterson area I mentioned at the top knows a ton about what's going on in the hip hop community in Patterson New Jersey so you mentioned you know your story about Fetty Wap but what else do you see going on there? What is it about Patterson that you think? Do you, do you think it's like a hotbed for hip hop? Do you think people like Salim on the ANR side should really be honing in on what's going on there?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's so many, there's such a variety of talent, whether, like I said, whether it's rapping, singing, and then it's like you have, everybody has their own type of flow. Mm -hmm. and their own style, so it's very unique. So there's a lot of uniqueness in Patterson. It's just that people got to come and see it, or they got to work for it and um, push themselves to be heard. And that's what I'm trying to do right now with my artist. Who's your artist? um, Her name is Aria. She's going by Aria Soul. And we want to bring back, like, the 90s feel of the Mm R&B. And her voice is amazing Mm -hmm. and very different so that's what we're working on right now
0: aria a-r-i-a, A-R-I-A soul. soul. um how do we find her does she have anything up anywhere so people can um, listen
2: she just released a track on her birthday and you can listen to it on soundcloud is aria soul for real that's how you can find her. or you could just search aria soul and it should come up but mm-hmm. aria soul for real if you type in that it'll come up to
1: now are there um venues in patterson or is there like a a sort of a circuit of venues that these people can play
2: most most artists um because we have a lot of promoters like because i've been a promoter too so i see a lot of new promoters that have been coming up mm-hmm. and they usually book them for different parties that they have and they perform mm-hmm. and then sometimes we try to do like a showcase where everybody come out and perform mm-hmm. and do stuff like that but that's mostly the way that they get out in in patterson right Besides when they, you know, book venues where outside of Patterson, right. whether it's in Essex County, Bergen County, right. New York.
1: So is there any um, like specific club that they play in Patterson? Like would be like the New York circuit Would it would be the bitter end or, you know,
2: I don't think it's anything specific because they always hop around. Mm-hmm. and try to do more than one show somewhere else. Where, whereas if some people can make it to this one, you got other people that mm-hmm. can make it to the
4: other
1: one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was just curious about that circuit because certainly the population could support it. But it was, was there enough venues that these people can get exposure to a, a large enough uh, group of people that then they can turn it over to their social network and start to get you know known
0: most of the strip club Mm. maybe at the strip club right Mm -hmm. where i spend a lot of time (laughs) working in the summer because i'm not teaching because i know Mm
2: -hmm. um dj envy is at dr Cave's um wednesdays so you Mm -hmm. got like some famous djs that come out and dj events out here too so Mm -hmm.
4: Mm mm-hmm
0: I was on SoundCloud and I was on Google. I could not find Aria Soul. Come on now. Is it one word? Is it two words? Um, here I am on, it's a
2: get, on it's the two SoundCloud. Words,
0: but Aria, because there's something yeah. called Aria of the Soul all over the place on, uh, on the Google. So as, as Dominique looks for that and tries to fix me, we are going to end our show.
1: How did you spell soul?
0: It's S-O-U-L, <laughs> yeah. Should have been S-O-L-E, like the fish. No, it's the S O A L. Like, uh, what, how do you spell soul at the bottom of my shoe? Is that S O L E? Yes, it, it is. is.
2: Okay. If you would click people, it'll pop right up. Oh,
0: okay, but not if you click on everything now. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Well, Ari is soul from Patterson, New Jersey. Okay, there we go. All right, so great. Dominique Taylor, her manager. Thank you, Dominique, for being here.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Much a pleasure appreciate being here. It.
0: Get that MBA.
2: Yes, I can't wait. Make it big. Two more semesters.
0: All right. You're gonna. You're gonna do great. We should thank uh, Ashley Weltner. Thank yes. you, Ashley.
2: Thanks, Ash. This
0: may be the last live show of uh, the school year because we have uh, next week's going to be a best of. And then after that, Dave Laurie, which has been pre recorded, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote the book about Jeff Buckley. And then the week after that, we are working on. So if not, we're going to have a ton of shows all summer long, brand new shows that we're going to record yep. in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: And we can then chalk this up to another great year. Yes. And a year which we, uh, I think, stepped up our game in terms of um, yes. guests yeah and also content.
0: Yes, you, you really brought the funny this year. You, you, <laughs> you some of the jokes you told, some of the comedy you brought was amazing. <sighs> Look, at that. That. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that right there. That's great. I mean yes. sign him up for the Catskills this weekend.. <sighs> <I> feel- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm your <laughs> Professor David Kirk Philp. I love every listener. Marconi loves some of them. I love every single one of you, and thank you so much for your tweets. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening I, I I'm the bear hug type. I would bear hug every listener at the exact same time, and some people would call that simultaneously.
3: but mm-hmm. I, I yeah, appreciate I all that spell
0: it, though. Yeah, no, I would never spell that, especially with the N-L-Y. and then uh, Marconi, you know you I don't know what you would do with the listeners. I think you would do the same thing. Of course. I don't think you'd mean it as much as I. I would. I would <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, you would tap on the back and say, okay, okay. And uh, I would say, next? I, sometimes it's hard to let go. Yeah. All right, so with that in mind, the last thing we want to do is say goodbye. And the last thing we want to do is say hello, <laughs> which would be very beatlesque of us. So at the end of every show, we don't say hello. That's stupid. At the end of every show, we say, the count of tres, uno, dos, tres, adios! <laughs>